This is the Return to Order Moment with Edwin Benson. Bringing you insights, analysis, and information for a culture in crisis. Pope Francis Increases Confusion on Homosexual Sin Welcome to the Return to Order Moment. I am your host, Edwin Benson. Today's podcast will be somewhat shorter than usual as we bring to you an important article by author, scholar, and longtime TFP member, Luis Sergio Solomeo. Traditional Catholics have viewed with alarm Pope Francis's habit of confusing the issues surrounding homosexual inclinations and practices. In this essay, Mr. Solomeo examines the entirety of Francis's pontificate and the conclusion that he has created on an issue that demands clarity from church leaders. So now we bring you Mr. Solomeo's essay, Pope Francis Increases Confusion on Homosexual Sin. Pope Francis has inaugurated a new kind of magisterium, media interviews. Amid relaxed conversations with journalists, he addresses complex doctrinal topics that require precision and clarity. Journalists pick through his confusing expressions, looking for sound bites to turn into headlines for their media outlets and then spread them worldwide. One could call these slogans talismanic words, in the sense explained by Professor Plinio Correa de Oliveira in his famous work, Unperceived Ideological Transshipment and Dialogue. Quote, A talismanic word is a word whose legitimate meaning is friendly and at times even noble, but it is also a word with some elasticity. When used tendentiously, it shines with a new radiance, fascinating the patient and taking him much farther than he could have imagined, unquote. In the first year of his pontificate, during an interview with journalists on the plane back to Rome from his visit to Brazil, Pope Francis uttered the famous phrase, Who am I to judge? It was immediately turned into thunderous headlines. This talismanic expression became famous. It characterizes the Pope's teaching concerning sins against nature. Father James Martin, the homosexual movement's leading Jesuit promoter, says that Pope Francis's expression signaled, quote, a dramatic shift in tone from previous popes, since they usually employed condemnatory and accusatory language. I think that this was the beginning of the opening of the door in his pontificate to LGBT people, unquote. Almost ten years later, Pope Francis's latest phrase on homosexuality aroused the same excitement in the media and the homosexual movement. In a lengthy January 24, 2023 interview with the Associated Press's Nicole Winfield, he declared that being homosexual is not a crime, but a sin. However, much of the media highlighted only the first part of the statement, that homosexuality is not a crime. The statement is made in a confusing context in which the homosexual act's sinful aspects seem to lack real importance. Let us look at the transcript in Spanish, the language in which Pope Francis gave the interview. He states, quote, We are all children of God, and God wants us as we are and with the strength that each of us fights for our dignity. 
unquote. The statement that we are all God's children and therefore God wants us as we are is highly ambiguous. It seems to imply that a person's moral state and the severely sinful state of those who engage in homosexual acts do not matter to the Creator. Now, as the Catechism of the Council of Trent explains by analogy, as Creator, God can be called the Father of every human being. Nevertheless, only a person in a state of grace is truly an adopted Son of God. And St. John is adamant, quote, In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whoever is not just is not of God. See 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. On the other hand, authentic human dignity comes from the practice of virtue, not vice. Sin, which is an offense against God, does not dignify man. Then comes the statement that has been spread, quote, Being homosexual is not a crime. It is not a crime. Yes, but it is a sin. Well, first, let us distinguish sin from crime. He added, But the lack of charity with one's neighbor is also a sin. How are you doing in this regard? Unquote. Although Pope Francis says that homosexuality is a sin, he implies that it is a sin like any other. For example, the lack of charity towards one's neighbor. Moreover, in asking, how are you doing in this regard, he implies that everyone sins in one way or another, so it is wrong to single out homosexual acts. But since the practice of sodomy seriously undermines the moral order, it was included among those sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance. According to Scripture, these sins are voluntary homicide, see Genesis chapter 4, verse 10, sodomy, see Genesis chapter 19, verse 13, oppression of widows and orphans, see Exodus chapter 22, verse 22, and depriving workers of their just wage, Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 17, and James chapter 5, verse 4. A little later, he repeats, And being a homosexual is not a crime, it is a human condition. Unquote. While this phrase is unclear, Pope Francis seems to be saying that being homosexual is part of the human condition and, therefore, cannot be criminally or morally censurable. Among the pro-homosexuality media that celebrated the AP interview is Outreach.Faith, a Catholic LGBTQ website founded and directed by Father Martin. The notorious Jesuit was not satisfied with Pope Francis' statement that homosexuality is not a crime because it was followed by the observation that it is a sin. He hastened to write the Pope, asking for clarification. Father Martin asked the Pope, quote, Do you think that simply being gay is a sin? Unquote. In his handwritten reply, Pope Francis tries to justify himself for not having been clear and precise. 
Quote, In a televised interview, where we spoke with natural and conversational language, it is understandable that there would not be such precise definitions, unquote. In stating that homosexuality is a sin, says Pope Francis, quote, I was simply referring to Catholic moral teaching, which states that every sexual act outside of marriage is a sin. Obviously, one must keep the circumstances in mind which diminish or annul guilt, unquote. Traditional Catholic morals have always sustained that an intrinsically evil act never ceases to be sinful because of circumstances. Pope John Paul II affirms this in his encyclical Veritatis Splendor, quote, In teaching the existence of intrinsically evil acts, the Church accepts the teaching of sacred scripture. The Apostle Paul emphatically states do not be deceived. Neither the immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor sexual perverts, nor thieves, nor the guilty, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor robbers will inherit the kingdom of God. See 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9-10. to The Polish Pope continued, quote, If acts are intrinsically evil... A good intention or particular circumstances can diminish their evil, but they cannot remove it. They remain irremediably evil acts, per se and in themselves. They are not capable of being ordered to God and to the good of the person. As to the acts which are themselves sins, St. Augustine writes, like theft, fornication, blasphemy, who would dare affirm that, by doing them for good motives, they would no longer be sins, or, what is even more absurd, that they would be sins that are justified. Unquote. Let us note that, in this and other interviews, Pope Francis does not seem concerned with the Church's goal proper, the salvation of souls. He deals with everything, politics, economics, ecology, but does not mention, when dealing with morals, the need for conversion and the practice of virtue. In this interview, he uses the word conversion only to refer to African bishops who are supportive of laws criminalizing homosexual practice, and his own conversion in the fight against sexual abuse inside the church. However, he does not say that people who engage in homosexual acts should convert. In September 2016, four cardinals, Raymond Leo Cardinal Burke, patron of the Sovereign Order of Malta, Walter Cardinal Brandmuller, former president of the Pontifical Committee for the Historical Sciences, Joachim Cardinal Meissner, former Archbishop of Cologne, and Carlo Cardinal Caffera, former Archbishop of Bologna, submitted a series of dubia to Pope Francis on doctrinal points that are handled ambiguously in the apostolic exhortation Amoris Laetitia. Today, six years later, Pope Francis has still not publicly answered these dubia, or doubts, of the cardinals, two of whom, Meissner and Kafara, have already died. 
Nevertheless, Pope Francis immediately answered Father Martin's dubia about whether homosexuality is a sin. The interview to the Associated Press was on January 24th, and Father Martin received the above-mentioned handwritten, affectionate, and confusing answer to his dubia on the 27th. Ambiguity and doctrinal confusion are not part of the Church's perennial magisterium. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. See John chapter 16, verse 13. Furthermore, as the First Vatican Council taught when defining papal infallibility, quote, For the Holy Spirit was not promised to the successors of Peter that by his revelation they might discourse new doctrine, but that by his help they might guard sacredly the revelation transmitted through the apostles and the deposit of faith, and might faithfully set it forth. Unquote. However, the thick mists divine providence mysteriously allowed to envelop Holy Mother Church, testing our faith in this terrible crisis. Let us not forget our Lord's words. I am with you all days, even to the consummation of the world. See Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. In Fatima, Mary Most Holy promised, Finally, my immaculate heart will triumph. May she grant us courage and fidelity to hold fast to the Church's perennial magisterium and not be led astray by Pope Francis's confusing statements. This concludes Pope Francis Increases Confusion on Homosexual Sin. Thank you for listening. Return to Order, of which this podcast is a part, strives to be a source of light in a dark and disordered world. Your prayers are appreciated. Mr. Salomeo's essay is heavily footnoted. Listeners can use the link in the show notes to gain access to the essay in its original format and examine Mr. Salomeo's sources of information. We publish a new episode every week as Tuesday becomes Wednesday at midnight. You can hear our program in two ways. The first is to subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. Another is to go to our website, www.returntoorder.org, and click on the podcast link at the top of the page, which will take you to a list with the most recent podcast on top. Listeners can help the Return to Order be more effective by giving us a five-star rating with their favorite podcast service. Subscriptions and high ratings mean that more people will find the Return to Order moment online. We would also like to recommend Mr. John Horvath's book, Return to Order. It is available as a free download on our website, www.returntoorder.org or in printed and recorded form through our bookstore. All rights are reserved. Copyright 2023 by the American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property. T.F.P.